Hi guys, you're listening to the Morning After the Life Before podcast. I'm Jack Schofield. And I'm Sam Corty. And the idea of this podcast is we're going to invite guests on to talk about their unheard stories behind their success and their character. We want to listen to their mischievous childhoods, bumpy educations and stories that don't quite fit the stereotypical model. The idea is we're going to wake up to find out what really happened behind the scenes and stories that never quite made it to social media. This podcast is currently supported and produced by the team at 226 Photography. Sam, how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Now what you wanted me to say? <laughs> yeah. well, you can tell me you're bad if you want. <laughs> no, I said I didn't know about I said I... Oh, I wasn't paying that much attention and then I just answered it and then I was like, well, that was really abrupt and rude. So I'll ask you again, Sam, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. We've uh, finally got round to starting a podcast after what seems like years of saying we would. Yeah, we've been talking about this for for literally years and we even entered that BBC competition and didn't get picked. We did enter a BBC competition, but... They didn't pick our podcast, although it wasn't as good an idea as this. No, this is this is idea number like five hundred and thirty something. But yeah, this is the best one. You can't count that high. I can try. <laughs> so, what are we gonna give people an introduction? What are we gonna bring for people? So, the idea that we've had is that we've looked at successful people, and we believe that there is still a stereotype that successful people have a really straightforward route to their success and we kind of want to reveal the stories that maybe we don't hear about and the troubles and the mischief the highs and the lows that everyone has experienced and that probably a lot of the listeners will be able to relate to we hope yeah just figure out that we're not that people aren't superheroes. Yeah, I think for me, a lot of times when you chat to people, they um, seem to assume that to be a successful athlete, you have to eat chicken and rice since you're seven. And to be successful in business or education, you, you're revising 12 hours a day and you never go out and play with your mates. So it might be nice to just um, cast some of those aspersions aside and see what really what people really got up to uh, in their route to, well, what we perceive to be the top. Yeah try and just relieve a bit of stress that everyone seems to have nowadays on what an ideal life is yeah we're going to find the unedited reality yeah let's get behind the social media bubble that everyone seems to paint this perfect life and see what dirt we can really dig up (laughs) so let's give people a bit of an intro then um they might not know they definitely won't know me they might not know you so how did we do you remember meeting me do you remember when we met it would have been in somewhere probably at the boathouse in bath which to start off with the non-glamorous lifestyle was pretty much a tin can on its side with some boats in and a sofa in the back of it. There's no toilets. We had to go to the toilet behind the back of this boathouse, take it in turns, which is really glamorous. Uh, there's no changing rooms. So, yeah, so we probably met in a really awkward situation. <laughs> yeah, I probably, because I was, so I was a year below you at uni. We obviously both went to the same uni in Bath and um, I think like you'll obviously been a big scary senior for me for most of the time, but 
I think the first memories I have of you guys was like when we went to that head of the river after party at Jack Cadman's. Oh my God. Was my si- was my sister there as well? Yeah, I think so. It should be clarified that your sister does look a lot like you. So that could be a confusing um mix up yeah i mean i've come to the point now where i can admit where we look alike for years i absolutely denied it and then after that you did the double at uh, henley women's um so i got to know you a bit better through that oh yeah you're da- dating my doubles partner <laughs> poor maria she was great so we got to know you quite well and then we probably went to henley royal and watched that and had the barbecue so over that summer I stayed quite late compared to most freshers and you were obviously training through so yeah because I remember I was having like summer days down at the boathouse barbecues and stuff when everyone else had sort of left bath yeah we basically just stayed we just didn't go home ever (laughs) ever yeah I think I went home about 14 days in the whole four years of uni yeah ever ever went home i know i was so ridiculous so when i first started uni my freshers week i genuinely believed that uni wasn't for me the whole of freshers week i like didn't really unpack any of my stuff because <laughs> i was like so convinced i would be asking my parents to come and pick me back up again because i was like not never really left home i didn't really do sleepovers i was like such a home bird and so i like, didn't unpack and like did freshers week honestly I don't think I went home again until like I went home for Christmas for some time and then after Christmas it wasn't until like pretty much at the end of July yeah like a changed person I fell in love with the union freshers week (laughs) so let's give people a bit of an insight into you then so we've obviously spoken that you went to uni where was home originally where are you originally from I obviously know the answers to these questions just to clarify so home is a town basically it's a really small village that's called south charlton which is just outside of a town called annick which is famous for having harry potter the first and the second harry potter films were filmed there at the castle which is in northumberland which is the northeast of england which is in europe which is on the world i did wonder if that's where you're going with that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i am from the world no no well you have to be very specific because not many people have heard of northumberland never mind town in northumberland well between my mum and your mum who are the only people listening i think they both know where it is i hope my mum knows (laughs) (laughs) so you brought up in northumberland and brothers sisters brought up in northumberland i've got a younger brother and a younger sister um we we do get we all got on really well um me and my sister were really competitive growing up um we didn't really do what the other person was good at we kind of <laughs> avoided their strengths because i was the oldest i'm the oldest and obviously had to be the best at everything so wouldn't even dare do something that I thought my sister could beat me at. Mum, dad, also quite sporty. My dad's a builder and my mum is a preschool teacher. Neither of them went to uni. Um, I don't think either of them did A-levels, actually. They weren't really the school type. (laughs) They wanted to get out of there as quick as possible. And what did you want to be when you grew up? (laughs) I had really high expectations. I wanted to be... Firstly, I wanted to work in McDonald's because... I honestly have no idea, but the thought of flipping burgers all day seemed really appealing to me. And then I moved from that fast food company to I wanted to be an ice cream lady and have my own ice cream van. And then it was like a dream come true when my neighbours bought two ice cream vans. And I honestly thought it was like the best thing ever. <laughs> um, and I, would... I still think that would be a pretty good career. 
If I had an ice cream van, I think that's pretty high on my list of things to do when I grow up. Yeah, it was, it was a bit rogue one. And then from probably from when I was like maybe, I'm trying to think how old I was, probably like eight or nine. That's when I decided that I wanted to become an Olympian and be an elite athlete. And I wasn't fussed what sport that was going to be in. I just knew that I had to go to the Olympics. I was like fascinated by the Olympics on TV. And fast forward 18 years and you qualified originally for Tokyo, which obviously hasn't happened. To now give people a bit of an insight that might not know what you do now. Yeah. So fast forward a few years, I now row full time for the Great Britain team. Been in the team since 2016. So like once Rio had happened, brought in a whole new bunch of athletes into the team and I was one of them. Yeah, I've just been on this mission, mission for the Olympics. I'm supposed to be Tokyo 2020, but that's unfortunately been delayed a year. Um, so fingers crossed I can go, I'll be selected to go in 2021 a bit of a a bit of a whirlwind really when you think about it but wanted to become a, an elite athlete and I guess I can say I'm living the dream well something like that <laughs> yes so hopefully we'll hear some better stories and get really into um the sort of high, highs and lows that I spoke about earlier when we actually talk to other people we don't want to give all our stories away in episode one so um hopefully we'll be able to get involved on some fun things that we've experienced over the years and I know there's plenty of stories that we've both been present for that I'm sure will crop up eventually. Yeah. Okay. So now it's my turn to grill you. Now it feels like we're speed dating. So I think oh. it's my turn to ask you the questions. So tell me about yourself. Hi, Sam. I'm Jack and I'm from the North. <laughs> the majority of people we went to uni with sound Northern, although compared to you, I'm not even that Northern. So it's quite disappointing. Yeah, I lost my accent. Um, so I'm from Cheshire which is just south of Manchester, just north of Stoke, um, is the easiest way to describe it. If you don't know where they are, it's kind of like in the middle. You just put a dot in the middle of the country and you're probably not far off. Currently live here still. I have one younger sister. Um, we went to very, I went to a very normal school. Um, my sister got sent to private school for a little while and um, so we've got quite different educational experiences. Then obviously, yeah, I went to Bath after that quite enjoyed it um i didn't enjoy it for the learning but we had a good laugh and the brief school home outline parents dad's a research chemist so quite quite bright went to uni in london um and my mum's a primary school teacher um so works with like special needs kids and kids with learning disabilities uh, that's her sort of specialty and um, she does a bit of outreach stuff and helps families and children nice what did you do now so you went to uni and you did architecture so clearly you now do <laughs> architecture that's success right go to uni get a job do the same thing so i yeah i studied architecture at uni decided i wanted to be an architect really young actually maybe like seven or eight i actually because i got it confused with archaeology so i thought it was like digging up fossils and stuff which sounded amazing and then someone told me it was designing buildings and i was just like yeah all right whatever mate I'm going to dig up fossils. That probably passed when I was about 13 when my mum was like, yeah, um, studying buildings is probably more fun than digging up fossils. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Quite like designy stuff, really like sort of maths and engineering. So it was like architecture sounds like a nice combination. So I went to uni, Bath, did architecture, realised pretty quick it wasn't for me. It was very intense. It's kind of like, they tell you you can't do sport alongside it and you've got like these 
little goblins that do like 18 hours of work a day and take sleeping bags into the studio and stuff. And I was like, there's no way I'm doing this for the rest of my life. Um, and then you do like placements and everyone says, don't be an architect. And you think they're joking. You're like, oh yeah, right. It's a great job. And they're like, no, no, seriously, if I could do life again, I wouldn't be an architect. And all my friends sort of laughed it off. And I realized probably about second year that like, wow, these people aren't joking. It's not quite what it looks like on the surface. So then found myself sort of like mid second year rowing a little bit, not really sure what I was going to do in my life. So became a postman for a while. I was a postman for a year, which was quite fun. Um, worked in the post office up here and that was a good laugh. And then started working for, I got into triathlon just before our final year that's probably sh should have said that it's quite a big a big curve yeah it's quite a significant part yeah <laughs> we did an iron man in third year <laughs> so our good friend alex lightfoot who will hopefully be a guest at some point convinced me to quit rowing and do an iron man in third year so did that uh did two actually that year one went bad and one went less bad i suppose that's <laughs> how you judge iron man's at one and decided like oh this was quite fun i like riding my bike let's do more got through final year i got fat i put on about 12 kilograms in final year it was great when i graduated decided i wanted to give sport a go new triathlon would be the sort of direction for me long distance triathlon because i can't swim so i was like oh, i'll just ride my bike and run a bit and deliver some letters He's not yeah. joking when he says he can't swim either. Legit can't swim. Yeah, so I'm like in my fifth year triathlon, I have like some relative successes and that sort of thing. You go swimming on a Tuesday night in the local lake and you just jump in, swim. No one there to monitor it or anything. And my parents have come every time because they still think I'm going to drown. I've got a world championship age group medal and my mum still thinks I'm going to drown on a Tuesday night. And <laughs> if you've watched me swim, it's a fairly bare assumption. <laughs> got involved with a bike retailer started doing their social media and then started up a few photography businesses so yeah so obviously i'm involved with 226 who kindly are producing the podcast and have covered the setup costs for us which is great i work with a wedding company do some weddings uh, architecture obviously it's nicer to take photos of buildings and design them uh, so that's me in a bit of a nutshell ride bikes take photos Catch talk to you <laughs> yeah that's my life and it's the dream it's <laughs> not that much different rowboats eat feed yeah there we go cool so hopefully we'll get some guests on that are more successful than us and have better stories than we do yeah or that we can we, we're just saving our good ones yeah you are in for some treats and yeah if you've got any recommendations of guests that people you think that are fairly successful that have either had a bumpy upbringing or a funny upbringing or any kind of like different path to the normal and definitely um send us send us the recommendations and we'll see if we can get hold of them yeah it'd be good to speak to a variety of people and i guess what people think success is is very subjective so we want to have a real variety of what what people deem their successful person to be let us know yeah it's also nice to branch away from the norm of the normal success that society breeds into you of like do well at school go to university get a nice job buy a car buy a house in our circle especially definitely isn't um how the majority of people were around divine success sure in later life maybe that's what we'll aspire to but at the moment we've got a lot a lot of different stuff going on not not to belittle that in any way to some people yeah. that is absolutely success so yeah wh whatever you define as a successful person we'd love to get them on and see how they got there yeah. right until next time cool see you soon episode one coming soon <laughs>